Hey there, it's Susan Bradley. Thank you for joining me on the Roadmap to 50K. Listen, if you are one of those people who just wishes you had more time to work on your business, this episode is for you. I want you to meet someone who has uh, grown an amazing business from pretty much nothing to multi-six figures. And I want you to hear her story, how she was able to focus on just the things that really got her result. And I want you to hang on to the end because she's got kind of a big surprise for you. And just uh, she's going to just drop a strategy on you that even I can't wait to try. It's a strategy for getting more time to grow your business. So I'm going to hop in. I'll see you on the inside. Let's just get to it. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I want to introduce you to uh, somebody who I just love. I think she's I feel like she's one of my friends. She's been a member of the Inner Circle for three years. She's a reliable revenue member. I have been talking to her. Uh, well, I talk to her every chance I get because she has an amazing business. But more than that, she has um, she has just a great outlook on business. And she's a really one of the most consistent, reliable uh, people I know. But there's something that you need to know about her. And I'm going to hold back. It's I'm, We're going to talk about that at the end. But she, there's something really interesting about her that you need to know, because she's been incredibly successful, despite this one thing. And so I want you to listen up, hear what she has to say, onboard it, and then stay tuned uh, for, for that little secret, because I think it will change you, the way you think about your business and your um, your ability to make progress. And so after that, I'm just going to say hello, Leslie. Do you want to say hi to everybody? Hello. Hey, everyone. <laughs> so so I'm so thrilled to have you with me because you're just a shining example of what's possible. Such a shining example of what's possible if you do the work. So can you just bring everybody up to speed with uh, who you are, uh, what you do, you know, what you're selling and how long you've been in business. Sure. Yeah. So I have um, an online fabric store um, specializing in fabrics for, for quilters specifically, but I do have other fabrics as well for people that make bags and things like that. And I started the business back in 2018 uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, you know, as we got to the, that third trimester, it was like, okay, I want to, you know, create a legacy for my daughter, you know, and I wanted to be able to spend more time with her and kind of just have more control over my life and my future and my daughter's future. And so while I was on maternity leave, I started my business. I went and got, you know, um, the sole proprietorship. I got the vendors I got, I designed my own website because this was before I got, I switched to Shopify. I was on WooCommerce, designed my own website, everything in three months and then opened my doors August 1st, 2018 online. Wow. With a newborn. With a newborn. With a newborn. I hope she was a good sleeper. (laughs) Uh, She wasn't. We just got lucky. And every time she fell asleep, I was like, all right, back online. I got to get this figured out. (laughs) That's so good. So really you started the business uh, 
because you wanted a change in lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you uh, must, though, also be a quilter, I'm thinking, or like what? Oh, yeah. Fabric? Yeah, I've, I've been a quilter for about 10 years. But I mean, even before I quilted, I've had an obsession with fabric since I was a oh. kid. I used to love going into Joann's and I would just put my hands out and walk down the fabric aisles and just touch all touch the fabric. All. <laughs> I bet they loved you. Yeah. <laughs> Here she comes. <laughs> and so you've had, you had a stash long before you had a business. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. And so I love that. Like, I think most of us start our businesses because we want we want something. We want a, a lifestyle change. And so I think that, that that makes total sense. But that was in 2018. So three, three short years ago. I, uh, would you share your the your most recent milestone with everyone? Yeah. So 2020, despite the fact that there was a pandemic going, was my best year yet. And it was my two, the first year I broke three, uh, six figures in the business. Wow. And you really broke six figures. Yeah. Like I went past it. It wasn't like just a dollar over. We're talking yeah. like a significant chunk over. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Like way over, like you pretty much tripled your sales. Yeah crazy. And so let's just unpack that though. Let's talk about that because there are lots of people that uh, will listen to this and say, well, that's great, but how? Um, so can, if you can go backwards and like just pick out the the pieces of that really moved the needle for you, the things that you did that got you further than, you know, all the things that we do, what what are those things? What would you say they are? The biggest one, and because I listened to my my coach, Susan Bradley, oh. and she told me, <laughs> she told me consistency was key. And so for me, it's like, okay, I have to pick, if I can't do all the things, I need to pick, pick at least one thing that I can be consistent on. And that was my emails. And so email campaigns were like the biggest thing. So every week, like clockwork, I sent out my mini campaigns for the week and that kept me consistent with my audience. Yeah. And that certainly helped. Okay. So number one was even though you couldn't do, like there were a bunch of things that you just couldn't do. You, you made sure that, you know, no matter what that happened, that, that mini campaign once a week, what else? And then I made a big pivot, you know, in, in March of last year, when everything started getting shut down and everyone wanted to start making masks, you know, fabric hoarders don't want to use their 12 or $13 a yard fabrics to make masks for people. So luckily a lot of the fabric manufacturers started selling fabrics for a lower price, which then I could sell it at a lower price. So then people started buying this cheaper fabric that they could use to make masks. And it really just pivoted my business and it made, I got more customers that way. I grew my email list that way and, you know, made a significant amount of sales and helped help people make masks and help, you know, keep people safe. Oh, so you didn't actually make masks. You're not one of the businesses that made masks. But no, I didn't have all... any time. No, no kidding. <laughs> Let's all just tell everybody. So Leslie's up at 7 a.m. to do this podcast. She packs a day like nobody's business. Uh, but um, so, so you saw this opportunity to get beautiful fabric cheaper because your manufacturers were doing it offering it. And so how did you promote that? Like, what was, 
What did you, like, so you saw that opportunity and you took it. And so how did you promote it? Was it all through email? Was it on social media? And what- uh, yeah, all of it that I started doing on social media and I offered people free elastic when they bought so many yards of fabric. Oh. So that even helped them. Cause now they're getting, cause elastic was hard to find too. It was, I remember this. So I was able to <clears throat> score a big chunk of it, but I wanted to make sure people that really needed it, got it. I didn't want someone coming in and just buying all my elastic and then no one had any. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I said, if you bought <clears throat> yards of fabric, you got one yard of elastic to go with it. And that would make 20 masks or something with it. So, so good. Yeah. So, so good. And so, um, did you provide a pattern for them too? Um, I didn't because there were so many online, but I gave them suggestions. Like Mm -hmm. I said, here, I know this one works the best and here are the different, you know, I I sent out emails of like this, these are the ones that I found that work the best. And then, um, I also gave them good tips on how to find the right fabric that had the right, you know, filtration levels and like, you know, that were the best for keeping the, the germs, whatever's going around. (laughs) (laughs) So, so here's what I love about that. Now I, I would, uh, I would like it if everyone kind of onboarded this, what you did was so smart and lots of people uh, took advantage of the fact that uh, they were providing a great service by making masks and uh, wasn't necessarily their forever product, but they did it. But here's what I love about what you did is you did it in a way that was going to attract you customers that could be here for the long term, be with you for the long term, because you attracted sewers. You didn't go find a bunch of sewers to make you masks. You attracted sewers. I love that. Super, super smart. Good for you. So I bet you, if you dug around in your Clavio account, you would find that many of those people that came to you to buy that inexpensive fabric and make masks, I bet those people have made subsequent purchases. Oh, yeah. Yep. Ah. I know for a fact that somehow, if, yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. So, okay. Is there anything else that contributed to your success? Regular email every single week, even if you're dying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look for opportunities take advantage of them always with the end game in mind that you want to attract people who are going to buy more than once. Right. Anything else? That's pretty much Mm -hmm. it. Those are my two things that I focused on for, for last year. So people are going to ask, what kind of things did you put in all those emails? Because that's everybody's big struggle. I don't know what to say. What did you say? Um, I said different things, you know, some of the times it was just a, Hey, I just got this new collection of fabric. Come take a look. Um, other times it was, Hey, do you need help with how to buy the right backing for your quilts? Well, here's some tips on how you go and do that. Um, it would be, sometimes it would be just, there were times where I didn't have any new fabric or I hadn't at least put the listings on. So sometimes it was just a quick email to say, Hey, just checking in, make sure everyone's doing okay. You know, and it was just a simple, like, I'm here if you need me. My hands up, I'm still alive over here. Yeah. <laughs> I re- actually, I remember having a conversation with you about that, about how do you, you just couldn't get your product listed fast enough. That was a yeah. challenge for you. That was oh, something yeah. that you had to overcome. Um, and I think that when we're in those spots, we all think it's because we're doing something wrong. Like, why yeah. can't I figure this out? Why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> But really, it's part of the process, right? Like, that's not your problem now. Now you have other problems. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I have other problems. Exactly. Now I don't have the time to enough time to do all the orders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here's the good news with that is that you solve these problems as they arise. And now like compared to where you were, um, now you have more available cash to help you solve those problems. Like exactly. you just talked about the fact that you've now been able to hire someone to help you, which was out of the question before. Yep. So yep. good. So you um, you joined our Reliable Revenue Program quite early on. <clears throat> I think you were only an Inner Circle member for a few months. Yeah. And you joined quite early on. So you didn't have huge sales. Um, and I, you know, you've been you've been really active given how busy you are. You've been super active and, and I've loved watching you grow. But when you decided, because you were, you were so early, like you were yeah. early to the, what, what made you do that? Why did you do that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> it was so important to me to grow my business. Like that was, it was such a big focus for me that I, I knew that in order for me to grow my business, I had to take bigger steps and, and sooner. And so for me, like the inner circle was great. And I did, you know, all the different boot camp things, version school and all of that was super great. And I had a lot of growth on those. And I was like, okay, I need to keep the momentum going. I need to keep getting bigger and bigger. And so then that's why I decided to join the reliable revenue because I wanted to see how am I going to keep scaling this and, and not lose this momentum. Yeah. Because you, um, you didn't want it to take five years to get where you exactly. are today. Got it. Yes. Got it. Were you um, like, so you weren't feeling nervous about it. You were feeling focused and really intentional, I guess. I may, I'm putting yes. words in your mouth, but I know that's exactly it. Yeah. You just wanted. I gave myself when I started the business, I gave myself a two year goal. Oh, I said, I, I need two that. years to prove that this is a viable business and that I can do this. And this could be a, a legit lifetime kind of deal. And so for me, it's like, okay, well, two years, I got a lot of work to do to get there. To get there. I think that so many people um, who might be leaders in our industry or gurus or whatever, they talk about e-commerce like it's easy. <laughs> and it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. If you're right. sitting there thinking, well, I don't, it doesn't feel easy. Right? Am I doing something wrong? What's wrong with me? And and so so even though it's not easy, I mean, we all, all of us in the inner circle would, would admit that. I, I would say that would or I'm gonna ask you, I guess, is that how hard was it? How hard was it to get where you are? Really, really, really hard. Really hard. Hold I don't I mean <laughs> I mean, there were so many, I I can count so many times where I felt like I was an idiot for even wanting this and that I should just quit now before I get deeper into it and just, you know, not worry about it anymore and just, just quit. It's not worth it, all that stuff. But it was so important to me to keep going because this was what I wanted to do. And this is what I wanted so badly. And then in, in those moments, what I would do is, again, listening to my fabulous coach, Susan Bradley, <laughs> Okay, I would stop and look at my numbers. You know, you, I would stop and I would look at how have my sales been doing? What's my traffic like? And it was like, 
oh my gosh, I'm actually doing okay. Like, so maybe I haven't gotten a lot of emails this week from customers, or I haven't seen a lot of orders come through, but then you look at the whole month and it's like, oh my gosh, this is like my best month so far this year. How yeah. silly of me to even think that I've been yeah. because I'm not. It's that situational stuff that affects our feelings so much yeah, and uh, clouds everything else. And the only way I know of to shake that off is to go look at those numbers because they don't lie. They, they take all the emotion out of business and they make you feel uh, like you're in control because you can see your progress. Right. So even though somebody just sent you an awful email or uh, a supplier didn't deliver or whatever it is, you can still go back. Like we all kind of need a big chalkboard on the wall <laughs> that shows us our numbers so that we know. So tell me, let's go circle back to reliable revenue again, because we are actually, um, we're going to launch the course again at the end of February. But when you, uh, when you started off, where did you, like when you had a vision of what your perfect result would be, where did you want to be when you finished? What were you hoping your business would look like after you had implemented? You are a good little implementer. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. So I think, you know, for me, um, it would that first year, I think I would have loved to have seen that six figures that first year. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't, I came shy of it, but that was mostly because I stopped being consistent. And I, mm-hmm. there were about four months there where I didn't do emails at all for those mm-hmm. four months period. You were and I, some flopping around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I just, my focus was not like on my business at that point. Um, and so uh, it, my business suffered because of it. And I, I learned the hard way. Yes, we all do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think for me, the, the goal when I first started Reliable Revenue was like, yeah, okay, that first year I wanted to break that six figures. But then my my five-year goal was to, to get to that, you know, million-dollar business mark. Yeah. So. Did you... I- did you feel like this is what I hear often, and I actually feel this way for Sock Doggo right now, is that I I have to stop stopping and starting, starting and stopping, starting and stopping. That it would be better to uh, choose fewer things to do and get it systemized and get into a routine than trying to do all the things. And so I've heard that before, that what most people want is just a plan that they can repeat. So do you have that? Do you have a plan going forward? You can be totally honest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I do and I don't. I mean, I do in my head, (laughs) not like (laughs) written down somewhere, you know, I mean, I, you know, I look back at last year and certain things that I did that I know did really well. And so those things I'm definitely going to repeat for sure. You know, like my uh, email campaign I did on the backings for quilts. I'm going to repeat that constantly because it always, you you know, you get new people on your email list that have never seen it before. And they're like, oh, that's eye-opening that I can buy this fabric instead and it'll be cheaper for my backing. And it's great. So yeah. Cool. So you have, um, so you're really consistent with your weekly campaigns, which has taken you very far with sales. Tell me about your flows, like your funnels. So I've got them all set up now. So I've got a welcome girl. (laughs) 
It was our, our uh, reliable revenue coaching retreat that we did. Yeah. In February. I, I mean, I made sure I took full advantage of that and I set up every single flow. Cause I think at the point I only had my welcome flow. So in that one weekend, I set up my second order flow, my browse abandonment, my abandoned cart flow. <laughs> I mean, I had them all at that after that weekend. <laughs> oh, good. And so do you have any idea um, how they're performing? Like, do you know what percentage of your sales is coming just from those automations that you don't um, have to think about? I, I'll have to go back and look, but I know that my, my browse abandonment is one of my best performing ones, surprisingly. And it's so easy. 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 <laughs> that, so at WeSqueak, that one flow, my Clavio uh, bill was $550 a month, but that one flow, that browse abandonment paid my whole Clavio bill. Right every month. So, so worth it to take the time to set that up. So that's totally, um, I think that's pretty typical, right? You just get to the point where, okay, you've got all the things that you can automate set up and you uh, get so consistent that you start getting results and then you can take those results and create your own plan from those results. And so the next step for someone like you would probably be to see how much of that plan you can actually uh, systemize so that if you actually take a vacation, Hey, hey, or, um, or something you want to work on higher level stuff, it'll be super easy for someone you hire to come in and execute your plan. It won't be all in your head. The next trick is, and it's interesting because that's something that I have done in the last year, not for Sock Doggo. I have to do it for Sock Doggo, but for the social sales girls. And I have this amazing uh, little chart now that we're using and I can see our team executing the plan. So get ready. That's next for you in Reliable. We're going to bring that in. Yeah. Because I want us now, you know, I always think about jobs as the, um, we talked about this before, right? The dollar per hour value, like, right. I, you can't continue spending time as you grow this business. Cause I know you're going to get to, you know, seven figures. You can't continue spending your time on the $25 an hour jobs. Right. You need to create time in your work week to uh, spend on the $200 an hour jobs or the $300 an hour jobs, because those are the jobs that actually create huge revenue in your business. And so if you don't have any time, because you're doing like you're creating your Clavio campaigns instead of, you know, showing someone else what's next, um, you never get to do those things. Exactly. Somebody like you, that's the fun work. You. Exactly. Yeah, for sure it is. For sure. So I want to ask you uh, this question. What's what's your goal this year? So we know that you uh, got you. Let's be honest, you got multiple six figures last year. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your goal for this year? My goal is uh, to double that. So 400,000 this year would be great. My stretch goal would be uh, $500,000. Okay, I'm going to chase you to 500,000 because I think you can do it. Pretty sure. So uh, does everyone hear this? Half a million dollars. So crazy. Good for you. And it's not like you spent your way there. This is what I love. You don't spend a fortune on ads. No, No. I I actually, last year, I didn't, I don't think I ran any ads because I didn't have time to set them up. Oh, Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
We had a talk. <laughs> because, uh, and we had a little chat before we went live, but, you know, I think that, uh, I think just a little gas on your fire could probably, like, you just yes. need to build that list. Yeah. Because the value of a lead, like, I even know right now my, you know, sock business that is embarrassing most of the time. Let's just talk about that. But I even know the value of a lead to me right now is $1.81. Right. So I can spend at least $1.81 and I know I can get leads for a lot less than that. I bet you the value of a lead for you is closer to 10 bucks. I might just figure it out. I might just get you out of my way and get in there. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But I think if you could, uh, if you could consistently uh, say, okay, every month I'm going to add 500 people to my email list over and above what I'm getting on my pop-up. I think you'll hit the half a million just by doing that. I don't think you're going to have to do all the things. Okay. That's pretty exciting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's a good question because a lot of people who are listening to this will be, uh, will have great little businesses, will, uh, will have a vision for their business similar to yours, but they're not there yet. So I'm going to ask you this. If you could go back and visit like the Leslie in 2018, you know, her, the one that started the business, (laughs) what would you say to her? I would tell her that, yes, this is a scary leap to make, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. And it's going to be a lot of hard work, but it'll pay off and just stay consistent, focus on the numbers and get out of your own head and get out of your own way because it is going to work. Yeah. And so just turn off those voices in your head. For sure. And so the next question, that's the follow-up question is, uh, when you think about all the things you did and how you filled up your time, because we all do, right? Fill up our time. If you could go back and say, okay, look, these are the things that you you could just stop it now. You just don't have to do those things or stress about them. What, What in your experience are the things that we all think we have to do that you're not so sure about now? Hmm. Okay, that's I hadn't thought about that one. So let me. Think. Ah. <laughs> um, I guess it would be you know um, probably just I think it's finding people to help out with the things that are just really annoying. You know, yeah. like social media posts. Yeah. Just, just go find someone that can do it for you. I mean, it it's, it takes an hour or two of their time. It's yeah. you know twenty bucks an hour, or whatever. Just to have yeah. them go do it for you real quick, and then you yeah. don't have have to worry about it. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I feel like, um, and that's something that uh, I see people struggle with is that just because you can do some of these things yourself, doesn't mean you should. Right. And it also doesn't mean you're good at it. Right. (laughs) And so whatever those things are, right. And I actually, I had a conversation with a member yesterday and uh, you know, Especially, so I know you're quite uh, tech savvy, but, you know, there are many of us that aren't. And so when you get into those uh, situations where you have to do something technical and you've never done it before and you're probably never going to do it again, and yet you spend a whole day losing your mind trying to figure it out and then you do it wrong 12 times and then you, you know, go find the wine or you scream at your husband. Right. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) 
whatever it is, you've just wasted a whole day when you could be selling product. Exactly. And, you know, for a hundred bucks, which might seem like a lot of money at the time, or, you know, if it's something one of our coaches could do for 35 or $40, if you just invest in your mental health, that will keep your head in the right place, but also get you the result you want, get you the outcome you want. And so I think that with social media posting is kind of the same. I think you have to learn how to do it and what your audience responds to. But once you've got that figured out, I think you can systemize that and you can hand it off. And, and I think you can find a customer that would love the extra income who understands your culture right. and, um, and you can pay like, you know, you can, I can remember when we did it, it was a customer and, uh, and we paid, oh, I can't remember what we paid now, but I think it was $10 a day. That's a long time ago, but it was for, you know, one post a day and answering questions on Facebook. Yeah. And you can just write them a simple outline. It doesn't have to be a big, hairy, scary thing. Right. But if it, like, think about all the time we waste stressing about those posts. Like, right. You know, like, what should I post? I don't know what I should, like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. I can't find a picture. <laughs> so funny. So, so you would give yourself permission to invest in some of those things, not to sweat yeah. about doing it yeah. yourself. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I, I want to congratulate you. I think that you are, um, I think you're going to get the half a million. I, I just think you're kind of amazing. I just want to tell you that. And now I want to uh, tell everybody what I think is really uh, shocking about you. And I said this to Leslie when I asked her to be on the podcast. And so do you want to tell everybody what the amazing part is? Sure. So um, on top of running this business, I also have a full-time day job. <laughs> yes. And when I say full-time, we're talking nine hours a day, if not more. Um, and I also have a three-year-old who obviously has been at home with us uh, since the yeah. beginning. So, And you moved from California. And I moved yeah. from California to Arizona yeah. <laughs> on top of it. Yeah. And one of the things I said to, to Leslie when I asked her if she would join me and what we would talk about is how much I admire uh, the fact that she has not used, I said never, but she corrected me, not used her day job as her uh, excuse for not getting her work done or not her business not thriving or not being able to spend the time on her business. And and one of the reasons I recognize that is like, can I tell you, I got a daily excuse about why I'm not doing all the things at Sock Doggo. And it's always my work at the Social Sales Girls. And so it's interesting because you corrected me. Do you want to share with everybody what happened? What made you feel like I got to fix this? So good. Yeah. yeah. So that very first year, like my after my first full year of business, uh, I kind of, my day job got really, really busy and I had to start, I put all my focus into my day job and then stopped focusing on the business and it really, really suffered. I mean, my sales seriously dropped. I got in a position where I was past due with all of my vendors and it was really, really, really scary. Um, and I thought, this is it. I've got to close the doors. I can't continue to do this. But then I read the one thing um, 
And it kind of just really changed my perspective on everything because when I started to think about why I started the business in the first place, it's like, okay, well, that's my focus. And so how do I get back on track to making sure that I make this business viable so that I can spend more time with my daughter and create a legacy for her? And so now what I do is I make my business my first thing I focus on every morning. So I get up two hours before I have to start my day job. And for those two hours, I focus on my business. And then it makes my day job, my, 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 my day with that a little easier to, to get through and not feel so much like, oh, I hate this. This is miserable. I don't want to do this because I already focused on the thing that I love the most, which is my shop and my business. Oh, that's so smart. That is so smart. I just, I want everyone to just take that on. So you just said, I'm going to get the, what I love done first. I'm going to make it a deal breaker. Yep. I'm going to be incredibly consistent. And, and so you have really done all this growth on two hours a day strategically and then I'm sure at night you are yes. packing and shipping orders exactly. or doing whatever it is you have to do. But I love this because you just said that you made your life easier at yeah. work too. Yeah. yeah. So, there was a point in the book of the one thing where they talk about some executive that was miserable and he hated his job and he was just like not performing well and all this kind of stuff. And once he changed, shifted his focus and stopped kind of, it's hard to say because you don't want to say you don't care about your day job because I do care about my job and I do want to perform yeah, well of there. You do, and you. But, uh, everyone should know it's a big <laughs> job. It's not like yeah, you're not. You know, it's not like you can check your mind at the door, your brain at the door with right, your job, no. right? No, not at all. It's a big job. Um, yeah. So that one scenario when the the, the executive just shifted his focus and started putting putting what he wanted most, his one thing above everything else. He was actually happier in his day job and people, you know, enjoyed working with him. He actually got like, I think he got like a promotion or something in his day job. And like, it just made life like just better all around. So that was pivotal for me, for sure. So good. I love that book. You, well, you know, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, the book is called The One Thing. It's by, uh, is it Gary Keller? I think so. I'm so bad with the names. Yeah. I think it's Gary Keller. And I read that book every year between uh Christmas and New Year's for a reset yeah because it's it's so uh, it's such an eye-opener that you can stop doing all the things and figure out what the one thing is and I think that uh like I feel like that with reliable revenue so I was digging through my Clavio account yesterday and I have a real eye-opener to share uh with that because it's uh, it's just shocking how much the one thing is really, even for us as e-commerce merchants who don't want to spend a fortune on ads, I got to share. But um, yeah, I'm so glad that you did that. And yeah. the other smart, smarty, smarty pants thing that you have done, and we've been talking about pretty much since I met you, is your goal is to replace that whopper of an income <laughs> that yes. you have from your job. So do you, you don't have to share all the details, but again, that's something you've been super consistent with. So do you want to tell everybody what your strategy is for that? Um, really it's just, um, you know, thinking about this year and being able to scale even more is 
focusing on some things that I didn't get a chance to do last year, which is like those list building ads that I haven't done. It's doing more lives on Facebook, Instagram TV and all that kind of stuff. Um, I I think that's going to really help me grow even more. So I think last year I was so busy that I kind of disconnected a little bit that way. I mean, yeah, I was sending the emails, but I didn't have that personal visual connection with people. And I think that's going to make a a big change. And what's your strategy? Sorry, I guess I wasn't clear. What's your strategy? Like, how did you start, uh, like, putting aside money that is your pretend income? Yeah, so (laughs) I I follow the profit first um, method. but Like the whole thing? Well, I kind of modified it a little yeah. bit because some of it was just kind of ridiculous and too hard to to maintain. And it was kind of silly, but I do the whole, I pay myself on the 10th and the 25th and, you know, I, I pay myself 20% of my revenue and then other pieces go into a profit and a tax account, um, which has been really, really helpful as well. And I think um, November last year was the first time I paid myself more than my day job salary in one month. So... <laughs> I hope that was so really proud of yourself. Your husband must just think you're amazing too. Like it's pretty, it's pretty shocking. Like how many hours in a day does Leslie have and how much money can she really make? So right. good and love it and love what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. So, uh, so I just want to thank you for everything. I can't wait uh, to work with you again this year. I can't wait to hear, can't wait to boss you into getting more leads and showing you uh, how you can use this handy little tool that I've made for your content. Yeah. Because I think that you just have everything in place and that, you know, you're going to fly this year. It's nobody understands. I think that the, when you're at that, getting to that first 50,000, and I hopefully you can uh, back me up on this, but tell me if you think I'm wrong. Getting to that first fifty thousand or a hundred thousand—that's the hardest part. Yeah, it's not ever easy, but it's a lot easier after that. Yeah, that's. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and so you just have to like have a lot of grit, get there, and and work smart. Yep, exactly, exactly. Anything you want people to know? I just, you know, I, I cannot thank Susan and the, the inner sales girls and the, the um, inner circle, reliable revenue, all of those. I, I truly and honestly believe that I don't think I would be where I am today if I hadn't followed Aww. inner circle and reliable revenue. I truly 100% believe that. So just thank you. <laughs> I just want to say, though, that you have done the work, that you did the work. You didn't expect any magic to happen. Right. You've worked really hard and smart and smart. <laughs> so where can people find you? If they want uh, so to see you. Uh, sure. Action. Yeah. So my, my business is called Hummingbird Lane Fabrics. Um, so my website is hummingbirdlanefabrics.com. And then I, you know, Instagram, it's Hummingbird Lane Fabrics as well. Same on Facebook. So just look for oh, the, the purple hummingbird. Yeah. And if you're a sewer, pass it on because it's a great site. You do great work. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you're with us. And I can't wait to show you the things I know. I'm going to share some good stuff with you in the next few weeks. So excited. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, guys, go visit Leslie's site. Say hi. If you know someone who would love her products, send them her way. And I'm going to see you all next week. 
Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me and I will see you next week.